Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington, And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious what'll you bet i couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich i would caution against extremes in hard work in patriotism in moral conduct i would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned that swinging is more fun that what you see on tv is the way to be and thus i could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. Okay. Tell her to touch her toes and spell uh, run. Angie? Yes, sorry. Craig wants you to touch your toes and spell run. What? Are you in? No, touch your toes and then say it. Are you in? No, you touch your toes, then spell it. Are you in? Okay, she did it. <laughs> now what? Do you mean, are you in? Oh, <laughs> I got it. I just got it. Yeah, yeah, are you in? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, touch your toes, then spell run. Should I drop the soap first or what? Yeah. 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 I was bent over spelling R-U-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
Are you just going to be an asshole the whole podcast? <laughs> Sounded like some French people I know. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tabernacle. Yeah. Oh, About time. And that concludes hey. our, our podcast for tonight. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, it was a really good one. I, I think we've actually changed the world, and as it spins on its axis... <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I can't log in. I couldn't log in till now. I know. I well, all my email servers down. I couldn't even send. I, I can't even send, send an email to myself. Oh really? Yeah. It sounds vaguely rude, Craig. Yeah. I, usually, that's the only person that really emails me is myself. <laughs> email myself when I'm thinking about you. When I feel lonely, I email myself. Okay. Your arm, Craig. Oh, I thought it was something odd. <laughs> it's like a dog looking at his tail. Hey, what's that? Hey, it's a tail. It's my tail. Oh. And what are these on sticking on my head? Oh, those are my horns. Todd is deep in in research there. You can see it. Mm-hmm. By the smoke rising off his head. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. We can wait for three minutes, Todd. Don't worry. Okay, guys, welcome to the Canadian Beacon podcast. Uh, tonight we have uh, a, a full crew. We have uh, Jeff waving from the audience. Hey, Jeff. We have Todd and we have uh, Paul who uh, is joining us uh, from Long in the Plain. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm you, buddy. And That's you right. have myself here, Craig. And uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, I, I'm, we're going to change this up a little bit. We're going to try to minimize COVID uh, death watch and our COVID. Uh, we seem to be preoccupied with that a little bit, I think, over the last uh, podcast. So I want to venture out into some other things tonight. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think you've been preoccupied with that for the past two years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So what's what's the difference, right? Oh, and then there's the fuck Trudeau or something like that. Oh, that's exactly what I wanted to go to next. Was uh, I think we should concentrate on the the, the fuck Trudeau uh, sequence of the. And let's 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 start it off uh, right off the bat. If I don't know if you guys have been following the news, let's, let's talk about the, the latest by the Trudeau and the and the Liberal last uh, last last So tonight. Breaking news as we speak, guys. Tonight, Trudeau was in Windsor. In Windsor, his motorcade was uh, blocked by hundreds of protesters. And they tried to push their way. The the police uh, protective detail tried to move the protesters, and they couldn't. And it ended up that uh, the Trudeau uh, motorcade had to uh, return the way they uh, they came into the city and were uh, almost blocked at every avenue they tried to uh, to uh, take. So there you have it. That that shows a lot of anger towards uh, the liberals and the Trudeau government right there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he was at uh, the Chrysler, yeah, the Chrysler plant in Windsor. Which is really interesting because Windsor is a big union liberal town, 
I mean, Herb Gray was the MP there for since God was a teenager. That's interesting. I mean, he yeah. everywhere he goes, he gets shit on. And the the other thing about Trudeau in the last little while, apparently he went out to Saskatoon uh, in uh, Saskatchewan. And yeah. met with the mayor there and had some kind of big news conference and all this kind of stuff. And he didn't invite the premier of uh, Saskatchewan. The premier's office in Saskatchewan didn't even know he was in the province at the time. Trudeau ends up apologizing, saying, oh, it was just uh, overlooked something. How about you guys? Do you guys have anything? To, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I think you can take this one, Paul. And it's, it's worth $2 billion. Oh, yes. Yeah, you have uh, Christina Freeland going in front of the Senate. And no one in the Senate brought it up except for one old lady that uh, questioned her on the accounting practices of, so you want to invest $2 billion in a share of a company, but the company does not yet exist. And so she did her stupid head bobble and uh, gave a whole bunch of verbal diarrhea. And uh, But apparently at the end of it, she still got her $2 billion to invest in a company that doesn't exist. Company's so, that? What's uh, that well, it does, it, well, the company doesn't exist. This is the company that wants to go into green energies so that uh, we're going to put $2 billion in because apparently Joe Biden is putting hundreds of billions of dollars into it. So our $2 billion is going to compete with the, the American company or the American backing of helping. There is no company. Is that two billion Canadian or two billion US? Oh, at this point right now, yeah, it wouldn't matter, but yeah, it looks like it's two billion Canadian. Hmm. Well, I mean, they 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 spend money like drunken sailors, like all socialists, right? It works until they run out of other people's money. I I've been researching another story with related to what they're spending on, and it's the same with them. They throw money around like and, and at this point, it's all fiat currency, so it doesn't really matter anyways. Right. I mean, it, it's – but they are absolutely so out of touch with how the government works, the people on the ground whose tax dollars are going towards these projects. I mean, they are treading on thin ice, very thin ice. Like I said, Windsor, a big union town, a big liberal town. And there's not even – I'm looking at the, uh, the uh, internet right now doing a search, and I can't see a single story about the protest. So that's what $600 million a year buys you, eh, is uh, compliant media, not even yeah. um, covering this story at all. When it's a huge story. This is huge. Is. Yeah. That, I mean, they and, – and, and, they, and they're just ignoring it. They just keep spouting off the same thing. Like, you know, free, you're talking about Freeland. She's getting roasted in Parliament today about runaway inflation. And she's going on about how great, are, you know, the, um, the GDP growth was 5.4% on an annual basis on the last quarter. Well, it's because of fucking inflation. But at the same time, too, though, Todd, it's at the same time, how can you not have somewhat of a bump when you actually allow people to go back to work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, uh, what you know, when it's when it, you're in a, a shit economy and then they brag about a 5% growth. Well, it's, you know, 
Yeah, like for the last two, three years, they shut down total sectors. And now they're letting them back in, trickle back in. Of course, people are off unemployment. First of all, you denied their EI claims. Second of all, they actually have to start working and paying for $5 a head of lettuce. Well, there was an interesting I, – I was listening to a, a, a gentleman on a USA Watchdog, uh, Craig Hemke, and he was discussing this very idea about the government bl- bragging about employment growth. The reality is, is most – like 80% at least of the jobs that have been gr- – job growth in Canada in the last couple of years have been government jobs. What happens – is that a lot of the private sector jobs are people taking more than one job Yeah, to make ends meet. You know, I know people have three jobs because, you know, it's, it's a spouse of somebody and they just, you know, they have to patch together things in order to bring a, a certain amount of money in. And that's, that's considered, those three jobs are considered part of the statistics for job growth. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's just hey, speaking of that, you know how you get a socialist off your front porch, eh? No, you you pay for your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of twelve gauge, but probably not appropriate. But you know, this is almost a let them eat cake moment. Yeah. Um, we had several of those over the last couple of months, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it just it just never ends with them. They're just they're in for a penny, in for a pound. Yep. They just keep rolling along. They think they got the media spooked, the mm-hmm. media eating out of their hand. Weren't you um, telling me uh, about what Christy Freeland was asked something, and she just smiled and, and laughed recently? Someone was asking about uh, uh, the inflation and the costs of something. Oh, the beer price. Beer went up 6.8%. Liquor went 6.8% up mm-hmm. in price January 1st. And she was a, 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 one of the reporters asked her, said, you know, you increase liquor prices up by 6.8%. Can't you give it, the, the, the people a break? We're in inflation or you got, uh, you know, just buying food. It's, it's just getting ridiculous. And can't you do something about the 6.8% increase in just liquor, you know? And she just smiled and 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 uh, shrugged them off and walked away. Didn't didn't even reply to him. Yeah, well, she's she is like blatantly incompetent. Like you mm. see, Bill Marneau has the former finance minister's got a book out, and that I it just goes against my um, standards to buy a, buy a book written by a liberal. Yeah, but um, I can give you a site. They'll get it for free for uh, yeah for yeah yeah probably is a probably a doorstopper but he himself really shits on trudeau saying basically he's very charismatic but he is petty basically said he's petty and he has no grasp of organizational skills whatsoever all he does is he goes out and uh flaps his arms yeah and this it's like it's like a plane being flown by someone who does not qualify in the very least to be a pilot. No, he's and... retarded. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 you take a look. We had a couple months ago over here asking for liquid natural gas. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much says, well, in 10 years, I can give you hydrogen. 
Then yeah. we go and we have the, the Japanese, uh, what is it, president or prime minister over here begging for liquid natural gas. And he gives a giant word salad. And at the very end of the press conference, he just encouraged everyone to get uh, boosted. Yeah. Like, it's... like talk about an absolute dummy. See, this is, this is where the climate tards in this country don't get it is the fact is, is that if there is an issue with global warming, we in Canada are maybe one to 2%. None of that. Yeah. And, and that is if you don't even, even count the contribution of our forest cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yeah. um, so, okay. If you want to do something for climate change, if you actually believe in it, move to India and move to China and start a campaign because we, no matter what we do, we will not affect it in any way. So why are they charging a carbon tax? That's right. They don't charge a carbon tax for the coal that's being shipped to uh, China though. No, China builds. Do you guys remember when we were kids, the um, nanocoke generating station? Yep. China builds one of those a week. Wow. Well, the so, thing is that coal's here to stay, isn't it? Yeah. And there's the, it's techno- too hard to there's the technology to make it less invasive of the environment. Remember when we were in high school, the, the big thing was acid rain. They developed yeah. scrub- acid scrubber technology and minimized the um, – uh, acid pollution from most con- combustion processes, especially coal, they can sequester carbon. Yep. I think we, we thought about acid rain when we went on that uh, famous uh, Algonquin Park fishing trip that yeah. didn't catch a single fish in every single lake we went to. Yeah. But for some reason, they didn't like to eat cheese and crackers. Yeah. What, what was it, acid rain, Craig, or was it just our incompetency? I. Probably our incompetency. Yeah, we yeah. could have shot some fish. Yeah, we could have just at the time with a forty detonated uh, one of those cartridges and a blow with up a three fifty seven. Yeah, three fifty seven Magnum. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Cobra. Yeah. But but these these are the people who are leading us. And remember, I, I I don't I always harp on this story about the communist Chinese and the steel thing, and then the thing about the you know. birds eating the fruit is just when you get the blinders on and you it, with these with these people like Trudeau socially environmentally fiscally they have absolute tunnel vision and they refuse to acknowledge the consequences of their action right it's going to lead to disaster people are going to lose their houses and their lives because of this but that's good. We kind of need Canadians to lose their houses so we can make room for the new immigrants. But on top of that, don't be too hard on Trudeau and Freeland. Because at the end of the day, you still have a trust fund kid who's a drama teacher that got kicked out after one year. And you have a news reporter. So we got to just remember that with about a well, 9% approval already. Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? And I don't see... The uh, leadership on the other side of the conservatives, like uh, I'd like to get everybody's opinion on that. Oh, do you, terrible. Do you, yeah, like, do you see? Are you? Uh, what do you say? Uh, bro- 
motivated or um, happy to see Polivier and how he's acting, and does he show no. that ability to lead? No, I think he's. I think he's just. I think he. I would. I would explain Trudeau as being an inch deep and a mile wide, with no depth, no character, and just a puppet on a string. Poliev, you know. He sounds good, but so does a clanging gong, right? Like a, like a clanging cymbal. He makes a lot of noise, but at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to be effective and initiate even a tenth of what he's what he's clamoring about. Yeah. Like right the, now, the right now their policy is well, whatever Trudeau's do, we're going to do. We would do the opposite. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with that. What do you guys like? What do you other guys think? Well, I I don't know, Bolivar. Uh, I I think he. Uh, like you said, he, he speaks a good game so far. My issue with the, the PCs right now is they're always uh, mysteriously silent when things are still happening around um, the world and around what's uh, and the Canadian politics and watching what the Liberals are doing. Like, um, where, where, are they, where are they challenging this $2 billion investment uh, in, in Parliament? Uh, talking about that, where are they uh, bringing bring them to task on and different things they're doing in in the in the parliament? You don't hear about that. Uh, maybe we don't hear it because it's the mainstream media is keeping it silent from us. But I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? I, well, I was trying to. I didn't know anything about the, the two million two billion dollars, but I just looked it up, and um, it looks as though it was part of a a bill package that went. It's going into the Canadian Development Corporation, which is a it's not part of a bank, but it, it reports into the Minister of Finance, I think. But uh, the, the thing is that they, it, I can't figure out what they're trying to say here. It looks as though they're trying to make news around it, but it looks as though I also this is a big fund that has like $15 billion in it. This $2 billion is then allocated for green investments. So investments oh, in a company that actually makes uh, does stuff for green stuff so whatever that is uh alternative energy um at the same sort. time when but you're I'm, doing the I'm, research the thing is that i don't get it like i get it that they what they they seem to they don't like is like what they what i can read here is that there's no that's been allocated for a company that doesn't exist but yeah. the company but the company is going to be a subsidiary of this this growth fund and so it's kind of like yeah okay we've allocated it towards that but it's not we're actually we are going to buy shares of the company, but blah, 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 blah. It's, so what? It's like any other venture firm or anything, any other fund that says they've decided to be into biotech and they're going to take and they're going to be into energy and they're going to be into something else. And they take their fund and they say, OK, we're going to put this much in here, this much in here, this much in here. Um, and yes, they're going to buy shares in those companies, but they don't have those companies allocated yet. But like they have the amount allocated, but they don't have the companies made yet. So I don't. I don't see that. That's the problem. I do see that, um, you know, they just added some money in there, but they don't really seem to have a, they put the horse before, before the, the cart because they're in, in some ways that, you know, trying to raise money for a company is always really tricky because there is this chicken or egg thing. You know, nobody wants to put their money in until somebody puts their money in. Uh, and then once they call the lead and once you get a lead, then everybody just piles in because all the, the lemmings go, Oh, well, if they're going in, then I'll go in. But, if, but Jeff, who is the board of directors of this company, this imaginary company? Well, there is no, there's no imaginary company yet. That's the thing. It's, a, it's part of a fund. The big, it's an imaginary, the big imaginary fund. company. 
Right. It's called it's called money laundering. Let's just call it even that way. We we got the Ukraine occupied, so we can't do it through there. FTX has been downhill and bankrupt. So we're gonna money launder two billion dollars. Well, no, it's 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 the Canadian Growth Fund, but what they've done is from what I'm just reading it now. I I didn't hear about it. I wasn't paying attention, but it's just that they're gonna have they're gonna make it into a subsidiary where it's totally this this fund is going to be an investment corporation that will invest into green technology. That's all they've done is allocated it. Oh, I, I know exactly what they say they're going to do. The media, the media is like to make something. That they're trying to make it look as though they're trying to say there's no company that she's investing in. But yeah, that's right. But there isn't any company yet. But they're allocated it towards that. I don't see yeah, that as a problem. This is, your C, this is your CBC though, getting six hundred million funded by the government. I don't think they're going to try to throw throw muck on top of them. Oh, CBC gets one point two billion. Oh, okay, it's my mistake. <laughs> It's like for what? So, so they would they would not bite the hand that feeds them, though. They're, but they, no, the story is so big that they have to do this. Like, yeah, where's the accountability when all the money? How much mil, How many billions of dollars have fell on the coach cushions during the last three years that they just can't account for, and they have no receipts? Mm-hmm. No, this is this is. Look yep. up. So look up Obama's cylindrica. Okay. Debacle. Same thing. They put it. They invested a whole bunch of money into a green company for solar, alternative energy uh, technologies, and it went tits up. They yep. just so, dumped billions well, into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but well, Todd, well, that's well, the business goes right. You invest in, in companies. You take they, a chance, right? Yeah, yeah but you know what? Like, that's no, capital. but government that's government capital. shouldn't that's be doing private that. Private capital yes. that is not public money. Yeah. Exactly. Now, yeah, can I interrupt point. for a but second? Can I interrupt for a second? Uh, I know what Jeff is saying. He's saying that it's basically money that's being allocated towards a growth fund, which is designed to invest in green technologies. Uh, a number of years ago, there was a, a lot of a big uh, discount on RSPs and things like that if you entered into all these venture capital uh, companies. And it's like the same thing. Uh, nobody will invest in it until somebody really invest in it so what the, what you're saying jeff is that the their canada is trying to get people to invest in it by putting their mouth or their money into it as well to encourage other people to put money into it in that sense yeah so the thing is it doesn't have a like i, like I said I just started reading it but it's, there's not a lot of details yeah. but it it's a basically it looks like they're setting up a fund for green technologies that's run by the canadian growth fund that's yeah. part of it and now, there's and there's other funds out there. There's there's Omar's. There's there's like the, the teachers unions. There's the yeah. like so, and there's there's private firms. And the one you know, I used to work for uh, GrowthWorks Capital out in Vancouver. Yeah. And it's exactly what you just said. What they used to do is they if you you as a private citizen put money into our fund, we then have a fund of let's say we we our fund was 150 million dollars or something like that, and we would yeah. then we would invest that in companies. And we'd have a syndicate. So a syndicate being other venture capital firms, whether they be in North America or in Canada or in the States. However, if you put money into it, you would get a 35% credit on your money that you put in as a tax credit. So you're basically making 35% on your tax credit money, but it wasn't like you don't get a check in the mail. It's just like a discount on your taxes. It's a discount on your taxes. I, and I, I, I noticed, like, I, I invested in a lot of those uh, years ago with the the one investor I was dealing with. And 
every one of them went for a shit. <laughs> well, every, yeah, one, like, every one of them, other than the tax part. benefit I received, uh, uh, the money invested was lost, basically. When and, private and, capital is invested in a business, yeah, and the business goes tits up, it goes into receivership, and there's lawsuits and settlements, and people get pennies on the dollar. Yeah, when the government does it, it just goes it's back true. to the well and grabs more money. Like you know, it, it, so the the challenge, Todd, is I, I understand what you're saying that to to a degree, but um, there's there has to be somebody that puts money into the to, to private enterprise to get going. So if you want to start up company, you want to raise, you know, Canada's typically got they're underfunded for venture capital. So uh-huh. what's that's doing is just hurting our our entrepreneurs. So they go to the states. All the good stuff will go somewhere else, like you know, brain drain. So it's it's hard for if the government's not going to incentivize people to make another venture firm or invest in biotech and can or I'm saying biotech is my thing, but if they're not going to help out, then it does make it much more difficult. And and Craig is totally right. Um, there was something like 87. I'm going to get it to like kind of wrong. Let's just say 85 percent of all venture firms made were made in the 90s during that dot com bubble. And uh, I think there's only like of those that were made of the ones that were there before. Most of them are still there, but there's some that are the uh, of the 85 percent. There's like two percent left. They've all been consolidated and they're all like GrowthWorks Capital. The one I used to work for is gone. Mm-hmm. But it's been then, gone for 10 years. And now a word from our sponsors. Have hemorrhoids ever got you down? They are sure a pain in the ass. How do you deal with them, Frank? I use butt lips hemorrhoid creme. You just spread it on your lips and then kiss your ass. It's great. All the libtards are using it. So remember butt lips for hemorrhoids brought to you by the libtards. Now back to the show. Yeah. On conclusion, guys, that was a great argument that you, you had about Jeff's, uh, what was saying. And I can't believe he's not here to defend himself on it. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Let's just kick him in the foot. He's muted. Oh, is he? Maybe he's sitting on the toilet. Oh, he's muted himself. Yeah. That's awesome. No, he's trying to get on this Oh, thing. damn. I thought he there could. There he just- is. We had a physical mute button. <laughs> so back to where we were. Go ahead, Jeff. You're saying. I can't, you know what? I can't remember. What yeah. Was, <laughs> what my diatribe was. I don't remember. Well, no, you were going on, which is a really good point about. The venture the invest, fund. Basically, the investment climate here sucks. Would it does. Be, it, it really yeah. does. So, so it forces all of our, forces people to go down to the States or go to other places or take money like move to China, not to China, but you know, Asia. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it is one of the biggest challenges Canada has is that one, they don't have the experience here for the people that should be making those decisions. And two, uh, it just kind of, it's really hard for uh, people that want to do companies like venture companies. It's just hard to get money. And we're really good at it in mining. We're really yeah, good at it know in what? oil That's, and gas. The, the thing is that that is so, uh, there's a Vancouver's got a big thing for mining and investment in venture in mining. And it's, you know, it's cause it's cause we, uh, Canada is rich in those oils, like, uh, not oil, uh, minerals and, and, and uh, forestry. We're good in forestry as well. The problem yes. with the problem with that is that it was a lot of that was set up a long time ago. 
Um, and a lot of it's out, well, the ones I know are out in Vancouver. And during the 80s and 90s, they were just super corrupt, like super corrupt. And that's sort of a hangover from those periods for those guys. I'm not sure about Toronto and, or um, Montreal, but the problem You're talking is, about the venture capital side of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, what they do is they just they, they pump and dump. And Briex. Remember Briex? I mean, there you go. The, the thing is that with Canada's a commodity driven, or should you call it a commodity driven um, economy? Uh, at least it used to be. And that's what we're good at. When we start talking about real innovations and stuff, that's where it gets difficult because. Sure, you're going to put some money into a mine that they think that there's some gold in because there was some gold down the road. Sure, you're going to probably find it. You're going to put some money into a forest, you know, blah blah blah, like copper or whatever. They can find that, but you start talking about high tech stuff, like the stuff that actually turns that coal plant into something that feeds greenhouses or, um, you know, doesn't cause acid rain. I mean, that's that stuff is doesn't get developed here. So the money, no, but we're, so that but money. We're, we're I'm really good that, at that those money, things. I don't see it allocated, but I hope that money that they put into that is actually going to go. Like, it's a great idea. You had that like last year. If you cannot get away from coal, people like they politicized coal, and they think mm-hmm. that coal should be you shouldn't use coal. But tell that to the half of the freaking Indian population or the Chinese population or all those those towns that just survive off of digging for coal. Like yep. my dad did it, and his dad did it. It's going to be impossible to get those people off of that. So yeah. if you you could, if you could actually come up or somebody could come up with an idea of how to do that to a plant like retrofit a, a coal uh, coal burning electric plant so that you get greenhouse like build a greenhouse around it or whatever you you had suggestions Todd about that yeah. that would be brilliant you like, that would change the yeah. whole thing but the but problem with that, that see this is where the problem lies though. It's not because of the investment climate. It's because of the politicization of certain technologies and industries. In other words, thou shall not touch coal or thou shall not develop the oil sands. The oil sands are probably the largest environmental cleanup in the world. Yeah, I told you had that theory before. But you know, why don't we, we, we're we're like, I think last time somebody said it, we're sitting on, Natural gas. We're floating on natural gas. Like we have yeah. natural gas out the hua. So why don't we just sell it? Go into that. Like get go into that whole hog. Like let's pretend we're the Saudis of natural gas. Well, imagine if we developed a liquid natural gas supply system for India and China to help them minimize their dependency on coal. And we had the the funding from the government to do it and the private investors. And right. we had a profitable investment. But they're not company. funding stuff like this. Like what Paul said. Is That's what they're where, supposed to, though. This is what this is for. Yeah, no, but like what Paul said, China, uh, uh, Germany comes and Japan comes knocking at our door asking for LNG and fuck nuts offers them um, hydrogen intentions. Yeah. Politicization. When he has... The guy failed out of engineering at university. So, I mean... Um, he actually he enrolled get... in engineering. Yes, he did. I thought he failed out of uh, of uh, dramatic arts. I thought he failed at Whistler as a lifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that guy was a bouncer somewhere? Where the hell would he be a bouncer? In Whiz in, in Whistler. 
when he's yeah, on whiskey bar. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sir. May I push in your stool? <laughs> Can he spell run for me? <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. I got it. Jeff, you uh, got me uh, off track again. <laughs> here's another one for you guys. I got you back on track. You mean? I'm just dying to talk about that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another one for you guys. Uh, look down and spell addict. No. Todd no. can't. Todd hasn't seen his since, uh, I don't know, 20, 40 pounds ago. A-T-T-I-C. I see Wilhelmina. <laughs> Got a tattooed on the side. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Uh, it. Because you're not a girl. Oh, <laughs> A-T-T, a titty, I see. <laughs> you're such a friggin' cool be... boy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, you made some good points. Let's put it that way. But... What about the titties? Yeah. That's bad. Okay, so... We, we really uh, talked a little bit about uh, the, the screw-ups and the Liberal government uh, in the last week. Any other uh, screw, uh, things that come to mind, what they've done? I that, did Paul, a... Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Paul. Oh, go ahead, Paul. What about the F-35s? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, do you know Do you know that? I, I can run with it if you want, but if, if you yeah, don't... Yeah, go ahead. We can add okay. to it. Okay. Yeah, back, because I... I government. The Harper yeah. government bought the F-35 at $135 million. And uh, Trudeau, being in opposition at the time, made a big deal and uh, pre uh, pretended that the F-35 was a, like a phallic symbol for, yeah. uh, for countries and said, well, I'll get my whip out my big F-35 and mm -hmm. made it such a big deal about it, about how excessive price it was at $135 million a piece. So now he's in power, and Canada is in a real bind right now to, uh, to, to defend itself. And we need a new uh, uh, aircraft to, to basically maintain the sovereignty of our airspace. And the only viable aircraft that has been seen is the F-35. So Trudeau has bought F-35s, but now he's paying... Two hundred and thirty-five million dollars for him instead of one hundred and thirty-five, and that's okay though because he's paying a hundred million dollars per aircraft more than what the the conservatives were going to buy them for a short yeah. time ago. Another yeah, like ten years ago, Greg. What's that? Like almost ten years ago. Yeah, about ten years ago. But and the F thirty-five no, is next gen, the one that they're yeah, buying, not, not no, the old one. No, but there is no old F thirty-fives. Yeah, the F-35s have only come out in the last within the last two years. They were a proposed aircraft for replacement. They're proposed for, yeah. I was for, the today, for the F-18 under Harper. They weren't your. Uh, they were a concept under when Harper bought into it, and they were only designed to come out. They they they're they're still very limited. There's not a lot of them out there uh, right now, but they're. Uh, they're just starting deliveries in some places like Japan. Uh, I, I know Israel's getting a few of them, and then some uh, other places like the U.S. is is getting some of them. Um, they're amphibious uh, 
uh, warships for the amphibious landing ships that they look like aircraft carriers, but they really just have a lot of helicopter deck. Well, they're uh, they're getting the stole version. Uh, you know, we want to push in the stool, right? Well, this is a stole version. Uh, mm -hmm. That's they're they're receiving to be on those aircraft or those ships. So, yeah, but that it was only a concept back under Harper, but it's an actual reality now. They are actually physically delivering them now, and uh, it, it's no longer a concept. Yeah. Now, the same. The, oh, go ahead, Todd. Well, just the the reality is is. The F-18s are what now, 30, 40 years old almost? Yeah, yeah, from the 80s, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, they need to replace them 70s. with something. 70s? Yeah. But, but, they're built, but, yeah, they're, they were designed in, in the 70s. Yeah. They yeah. were made in the 80s, like you're yeah. talking about. I mean, they, yeah. they, they have the ability now. They upgrade the avionics and the um, sensing equipment and missiles and things like that in engines, but... You still get the metal um, fatigue and all that going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You 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 basically have to buy a new like a new a new um, plane, but yeah, it's not so much the money; it's the hypocrisy, the absolute hypocrisy of him, because he used that as a big issue. This is the same thing. Like this is what Kretchen did. Remember Kretchen? When he got in, he said, uh, you know, the GST, at the time it was called the GST, he said, when I win the election, I'll scrap it. He won the election. He didn't scrap it. Like, they, and, 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 and conservatives are just as capable of this hypocrisy. I mean, you look at what Doug Ford has done in Ontario. He campaigned on fiscal responsibility, and he's been just as fiscally irresponsible as the, um, Previous, yeah. yeah, the previous government. But, you know, one, to be honest, too, why are we buying uh, F-20? What was the F-22? No, F-35. We're, we just F-35. Still, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I mean. We don't need the F-35. That's expensive. Well, well I, what, I what would you a, suggest? I think they should get the Super Hornets. It would have been a lot cheaper. And, yeah. uh, and. There'd be a lot more uh, mission capable because the big problem in Canada is is it's a, a big expansive area, and the with an F eighteen Super Hornet you had two engines just like the F eighteen now, mm -hmm. whereas F thirty five only has a single engine. So if that single engine goes out, they they're they're now a glider. Uh, well, the F eighteen, if a single engine goes out, they can still make it back to the base flying on one engine right uh -huh. and also it's it's uh uh 38 million for a an f-18 really that much that yeah that's a lot cheaper we could buy it's, we it's, could it's, buy it's 500 yeah it's not yeah, even a for, yeah we well, but what about the legacy costs of the f-35 though too right the new hangers the the parts they get going and we're not even going to be getting our supply until 2029 yeah so apparently there's only 750 out there 750 in the planet the f-35s F right now f-30 there's 750 and there's, it's across 11 countries that have them yeah and then there's yeah yeah I, but don't I, forget I that canada think... got a discount on this 235 million dollar plane because we're one of the eight member parties that helped fund the research and r&d for this right so that's a discounted yeah. price we're getting yeah but by the time it gets to us, the final delivery in 2029, I guarantee you that price is going to go up. 
Yeah, I, I I like what you say, Jeff. I think the the Super Hornet at thirty five million dollars is a deal, and you know the the benefit. I of mean, the Super Hornet. We're not stealthy, right? No. It's not as stealthy as the F thirty five, of course not, but it can still uh, do all the stuff it needs to do on a sovereignty of patrols and and air defense and all that kind of stuff and ground ground attack modes, everything like that. Uh, for the most part, it, it can go toe to toe with any modern fifth generation fighter, anyway. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Maybe. I saw I Top Gun. They did pretty good. Provided it's not too cold. <laughs> it is just, just, Tom Cruise. I saw Top Gun in it, and, and they and did really good with that. Mm. <laughs> I'm I'm reading an article right here um, that one of the issues they're having with the F-35 is. Um, cold weather in the batteries yeah well, that doesn't work for still, canada does it yeah yeah i know there's there's some some issues to work out and i agree with craig like what are the odds of our country ever engaging in a dog fight well what do we need our, what do we need our jets for we need them like you said for sovereignty cruises to escort russian bombers out of our airspace yep, and ground attack and ground attack. You know, we'd be better off getting, uh, say, 80% uh, F-18 Super Hornets. And there is a big distinction between the F-18 and the F-18 Super Hornet. The Super Hornet is bigger. It can carry a larger payload. It's it's more equipped, better avionics. All that, It's all modernized to the, the nth degree. And if we should be investing in, say, 80% of those aircraft that we now have, uh, go into that F-18 Super Hornet and the other 20%, I think we should buy the A-10s from uh, from the States for yep. ground attack uh, capability, anti-armor capability. That's better, yeah. That's a really good idea. Aircraft. Yeah. That would oh, make agreed. sense. I agree. Proven technology. Yep. We are not we are not going to go to every corner of the earth like the American Armed Forces. No. Every corner. And, and, and literally... Yeah. If we do go to somewhere uh, with our Air Force, it, it w- it's always been in a ground attack mode anyway. Mm-hmm. Like when we did, when we were part of the the uh, Desert Storm and, and de- you know, Desert Storm number two or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. or Afghanistan, all our air, 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 you know, aircraft that were fighter attack aircraft were ground support. None of them were involved in, uh, in air-to-air battles or anything like that. Even no. so, they were even equipped. This, you know, the aircraft in those theaters were only carrying a couple of sidewinders, which mm-hmm. are a very short-range missile, and the rest of it was heavy ordnance for ground ground attack. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's why the F-18 Super Hornet comes into play. It's a larger payload and uh, more bang for the buck for thirty-five million, right? Yeah, I think this segues. Like, once we finish this discussion, it segues into something I'd like to bring up. Wow. This has been a great podcast. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion to Wasting to War on the Canadian Beacon podcast. Please subscribe and give us a like. It helps us with iTunes and Spotify. You have been listening to the Canadian Beacon podcast. 
We would love to hear your comments or suggestions. Please email us at cbpodcast at or follow us on Facebook under the Canadian Beacon.